morning, everyone. I am on, because I haven't used one of these for a month. <laughs> sort of so. it, is, it is genuinely good to be back. Um, as much as we loved our holiday, it is lovely to be here. And you know, there's something I was just reflecting today. So, you know, sometimes you can dial into an online service and you don't know the people leading worship. There is something different about being in a space where you know the people that are leading you and you're sharing life together. And so that's why for us it is genuinely nice to be back because we worship as a community together. Anyway, how do you do birthday and Christmas gifts in your household or family? I'll tell you how we do it in ours, and this is like how I was brought up. Someone would say, what do you want? And then someone would compile a list, and then people would ring in and say, hey, what does such and so want for their birthday? That's how, the, how we do it in yours. So I just want you to run with me with this one. Imagine it's your birthday soon, and someone in your family just says to you, what do you want? What's your answer? And it might be, if you were to ask Bethan, it would be something for the garden. It might be you want some tech, some improved tech. It might be just chocolate. Okay? Now, I want you to imagine that the friend who has just asked you that question is very rich. Is your, I wonder whether your answer is just, it might just have you know, notched up a little bit. Maybe that tech, you just go, kind of like, well, I'll actually go for that instead. What I want you to do now is imagine that it's Jesus asking you that question. That Jesus is stood in front of you right now, and he says to you, what do you want? What do you want? Now, you might be here today, and you'd say, well, I don't yet know Jesus. So, so I want you just to, to go with me on this one. I want you to imagine that, that Jesus is stood in front of you. You might think, well, I don't know whether he's real or not, but what comes to your mind that if he is real and stood in front of you, what would you say to that question of what do you want? And I know that many of us here do know Jesus. We have a relationship with him. And, I, and so you all know that Jesus is actually here by his spirit and that he is stood in front of you asking, what do you want? from him? What are you going to say to that question? So what I want us to think about today is how might we answer that question well? How might we approach that question? If you have a Bible, could you turn to 1 Kings chapter 3? You might have a paper version. Uh, you might uh, go on a gadget. Um, it's in the Old Testament, the first half of the Bible. We're continuing our series, Growing in Prayer. And this summer, what we're doing is we're looking at a number of great prayers in the Old Testament. And there's a number of reasons these prayers are recorded for us, one of which is to help us to grow in prayer. Because very often they give us a framework that we can actually take for ourselves and use to kind of like as an aid to our prayers. And very simply, by prayer, I mean a conversation with God. Remember, we've got two ears and one mouth. And that's not a bad ratio in prayer. Listen. Prayer is, part of prayer is listening to God, taking time to be attentive to Him. And there are times where we express the things that are on our heart, the things that we need, our worship of Him. But it's a conversation with God. So what we're going to do each Sunday, and we kicked off this series last week, is we're going to look at, uh, at one of these prayers in the Old Testament. And what I want us to do, and what I want to encourage you to do, is to take that text into your week. And so it may be that you could just look at this same text 
for the next few days this week. And I'd encourage you, if you could do that, why don't you do that? Just sit with it in your devotional times. Dig into it. What is the Lord saying to you through that prayer? How can it help you to grow in prayer in your own life? So today, this is a prayer from a guy called Solomon. He was a king of Israel. In fact, I would argue he was probably the greatest king in Israel. He was David's son. He, he, he reigned at a time where the kingdom was established in the people of Israel like no other time. A remarkable reign. And this is the record of a, of a prayer conversation that he had with God. So I'm going to read from verse 5 of 1 Kings 3. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord, my God. You have made your servant king in place of my father David. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but for discerning in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon awoke and he realized it had been a dream. Powerful encounter with God, right? Amazing kind of this conversation that Solomon has with God. And I'm just going to divert off because this happened at night while Solomon was asleep. It happened in a dream. And this is just one of the ways that God speaks to us is through dreams. There is a history through the Bible. People like Jacob in the Old Testament, Joseph, the guy with the multicolored coat, Gideon, Daniel, if you read the stories around the birth of Jesus, most of those people had profound dreams. And I'm not talking about the weird kind of dream where you're just sort of subconsciously processing the stuff of the day. These are divinely kind of given dreams where God breaks in and speaks to us. In my life, I can recall this once, maybe twice, and the one that I call with the, recall with the most clarity was when the Lord spoke to me so clearly about his calling on my life, around ministry and stuff like that, and specifically taking on the leadership of this church from Rick and Lulu. The Lord broke in in the middle of the night, and I woke, and I just remember it as clear as day. 
That's the kind of thing. And I mention that because I just sense one of the things that the Lord has for us this morning and that I would love to pray for some folk for is that the Lord would do that for us more and more. That he would speak to the, he would break into our sleep divinely and speak powerfully to us. So I'm just going to let that hang for a moment. But if that quickens with you, we would love to pray for that later. Okay, back to the text. Verse 5, God says to Solomon, ask for whatever you want me to give you. That is a pretty broad invitation, right? Pretty broad invitation. Ask whatever. Raises a question. Is this something the Lord says to each of us, or was it just for Solomon? And I want to suggest to us today, my belief is it's a question for us as well. And here's why. Here's a number of reasons why. It seems to me that Solomon is just one of many people in the Bible who were invited by God to ask for stuff. You'll see that through the pages of Scripture. Second reason, the Lord is a good, generous Father. Incredibly generous. And we're invited into a relationship with God as children. We're invited into family. And it just seems to me that it would be really odd if the most generous father ever didn't invite his kids to ask for stuff and didn't actually invite his kids to go pretty large in their requests. Third reason. James chapter 4 and verse 2 says that there are things that we don't have because we haven't asked God for them. And it feels to me that's a pretty, um, go for it. Ask for stuff that you don't have and ask God for it. Fourth reason, there are a number of examples in the gospel accounts where Jesus turned to people and said, what is it you want? What, what, what do you want me to do for you? And it seems to me that's exactly the same question that the Lord poses to Solomon in the text that we have read here. And the last reason that I want to share this morning, at the heart of, of the, what we call the Lord's Prayer, where the disciples come to Jesus and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And Jesus says, okay. And he says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then you get to a line and he says to us and says to the disciples, pray this. Pray that God would give you your daily bread. In other words, every day, come to God and ask for what you need. It seems to me it's exactly the same question being extended here. Ask for whatever you want. Ask for whatever you want. So, I believe that the Lord says the same to us, that he asks the same question to us. And so, is this an invitation from the Lord to ask for absolutely anything? That, that, that's where the rubber hits the road, right? Is this an invitation? So, you've been wondering maybe... Is it okay to ask God for a Ferrari? Let's just make this really like... Is it okay to ask God for that 15-bedroom house with a swimming pool and home cinema? Is that okay? Is it okay to pray for that job that pays a £5 million annual salary? It, like, I'm just being real, right? Because we've all, I suspect, asked that kind of question. Is it okay to pray for that kind of stuff? Ask for whatever you want me to give you. What I want to just think about is, what is a good way to approach that question? How can we approach that with some wisdom? How can we do well with that question in front of us? So what I want to do is share three thoughts 
from what Solomon does, because I think he responds really well. Firstly, verse 6, Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his, on his throne to this very day. place I want to suggest is really good to start is remembering who God is. Start by remembering who God is. Solomon remembers God's great kindness. He saw that given to his own dad, King David, and he recognizes it in his own life. He recognizes that God is the author and giver of life. He reflects on, you know, he's essentially saying, I'm here because you gave me as a gift to my dad. So he recognizes that God is the author and giver of life. And Solomon knows that he is now king of Israel because God had orchestrated things that way. God had put him on the throne. And it seems to me that's a reminder to us that everything good in our lives is because of God. Everything good is because of him. Let me just share this personally. I... Prior to working for the church here at Riverside, I worked for a pharmaceutical company. And, and I did pretty well in that first, part, you know, first career of my life. I, I started off as a, as a research scientist in, in the lab. And over the course of the next 11 or 12 years, I ended up team leading and then being a department head, um, setting strategy for a department of 50 people. And so I, I did pretty well in that part of my career. I, I think I was a reasonably good biochemist. I've got a fairly good strategic head and organizational skills. So it was down to me, right? No. It was the kindness of God. It was the kindness. Everything good in my life, all of, all of the blessing that I experienced then and that I experienced now because of that, it was because God was orchestrating that. It was all down to the kindness of God. And so... What I want to just remind us of this morning is that as we pray, and especially as we ask the Lord for stuff, let's remember who we are asking. The Lord is incredibly kind and generous. He is not stingy. He is not stingy. God deals in abundance. What God does is he multiplies rather than adds a little bit. And so one of the things I wanted to share with us today, sometimes we can tempted just to ask for a little bit of something. I want to remind us that we are coming to God who is incredibly kind and generous. And so we can ask big, because that's the kind of father that he is. Second thing, we remember who we are. We remember who we are. Let me read verses 7 to 9 again. Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart. At this time, most people will reckon that Solomon was about 20 years old. So he was... You know, just out of his teenage years of, what we call him, a young adult, young guy. 
He was probably leading a nation. When you go back just a few chapters towards the end of David's reign, David counted up the fighting men of Israel. And you see a record, there were probably about one million people who were able-bodied of fighting age, men of fighting age. And then you'd need to add women and children and the guys who'd retired. So how many is that? A few million? So you have this 20-year-old lad leading a nation of a few million people. I suspect that Solomon got up every day and thought, I can't do this. This is a big job. This is a huge responsibility. It was massive. And so that is the context. But I wonder that there was something else that jumped out to me as I read these verses. And I wonder whether you noticed how Solomon referred to himself in this prayer. And I've highlighted it on the next slide. Three times he says, I'm your servant. Embedded in the heart of this prayer, embedded in in Solomon's mind, he recognized that his life was about serving the Lord and serving the people he'd been entrusted with, not serving himself. So I wonder, as we reflect on that, I wonder whether that's how we see ourselves. So if someone were to come up to you or I and say, hey, who are you? What's your life about? Whether we'd say, you know, actually the, the essence of my life is I'm here to serve Jesus and to serve the people that, I'm in, that are in the circle of my life. W- would that be our answer? Because it seems to me that that's what Solomon's answer was. And, and here's why I think this is critically important. If we think that we are the center of our lives, if we think that in some way God owes us something, we have a sense of entitlement, then I think what we'll probably do is pray the I need a Ferrari type prayers because we're the center of our own world. And so we'll probably pray that kind of prayer. And so as God says, ask whatever you want, if that's the way that we think about our lives, our hearts and our minds will tend to lean into the things that we want that will serve ourselves in some way. Seems to me that a servant-hearted prayer and a servant-hearted prayer is very different. You see, in response to the Lord saying to Solomon, ask for whatever you want, I just imagine Solomon sitting there and thinking, wow, that is a big question. How am I going to answer that? And so I wonder what was going through his mind. And we get a glimpse of it in these verses. I think what was going through his mind before he answered the Lord was something like this. I recognize that I'm a servant. I'm a servant of the Lord, and I'm a servant of the people that are around me. And so what do I need from the Lord so that I can do that most fully and most fruitfully? What what, what am I going to ask the Lord that would help me to serve to the very best of my ability? And so what he comes up with is, I need discernment. I I need something more than common sense. I, I need a wisdom, a discernment from God that would enable me to distinguish right from wrong so that I can lead these people well and that I can serve God the best that I can. And it seems to me that that is a stunning response to the question that God put to him. It is a beautiful response. It is a servant hearted response response. 
And God says to him, good call, good choice. And Solomon, because you have asked for that, you can have that in abundance, and you can have the stuff that you didn't ask for as well. So the wealth, the long life, the honor, I'll throw that in as a bonus because you've made a really good call here. So, you may be thinking, Andy, does this mean we shouldn't pray for that massive house, the better job, the Ferrari? Should we not pray for that? Really good question. Seems to me that the Lord invites us to ask, and to ask knowing that we're coming to someone of abundant generosity, but that our motive is really important. Our motive is really important. See, if the Ferrari prayer is self-serving, I want to suggest that very often that is going to be outside of the Lord's will for us. But if the Ferrari prayer is God's will, why wouldn't you go for it? Why wouldn't you go for it? You see, we mustn't shy away from the big, bold, audacious prayers for the things we need in order to do what God is calling us to do. Okay? I don't know where that leaves you with your Ferrari prayer. It probably leaves us coming back to what Solomon said, I need discernment. I need wisdom. So the thought that I want to just press into in these last few minutes is this. The Lord invites us to pray big, servant-hearted prayers. Big, servant-hearted prayers. So, what are you asking him for today? What are you asking him for? What do you need from the Lord to more fully and fruitfully serve Jesus and serve the people around you? What, what do you need from him today? And I want to invite us all into a space where we ask the Lord in our hearts and our minds that things will come to us into our hearts and minds and we would ask the Lord in this space, what do you need? Remember the Lord standing in front of us and ask for whatever you want. And we're going to do that remembering that he is generous, that he is abundant, that we are serving him and we're serving the people around you. So what are you going to ask? What are you going to ask? There may be all sorts of things that come to mind today, but ask the Lord and be bold. And so what I want us to do, I want to encourage us to turn to this text. If you can, each day during this coming week, sit with it. Read it again and again. Remember who God is. Remember our need of him. Commit to being a servant. And then off the back of that, would you pray some big servant-hearted prayers? Pray like that. What I want to do as I come in for a close, I want to share three things with us, some of the things that I think we can be praying for and that I sense the Lord wanted to release into some of our lives today. So I'm, I'm just going to share them out of that sort of prophetic sense of what I, I felt the Lord was speaking to us today. So three things. The first is wisdom. Just like Solomon asked. But this is more than common sense. This is more than just being smart. This is a divine gift, a divine discernment to act wisely and justly. And so 
For some of you, maybe this is something that you've been asking the Lord for over recent days and weeks. You know, maybe there are situations that you're facing in your family, in your, in your job, in your community, and you would be saying, Lord, I don't know what to do. I need wisdom. Maybe that's something that you resonate with. Maybe the Lord has been speaking to you today as we've looked at this story and you've thought, oh my goodness, I I need just to be more divinely smart. I I need that wisdom and discernment. I didn't realize that I was lacking that, but the Lord has sort of been speaking to you this morning. Could I just ask, just just indicate just a quick shot, if that resonates with you, you either have been praying that or you're praying that now. You're praying, Lord, I need wisdom. There's a situation I'm facing, I need wisdom. Could you just say, yeah, that's me? Okay, wonderful. Hold that. I would love us to pray for that in a few moments' time. The second thing I wanted to share is courage. A good response when the Lord says, ask for anything, is to pray for courage. You see, it seems to me that serving the people around us in the way that Jesus served them always take some courage and boldness. I love that little video that we shared from Angie about just um, connecting with her delivery driver. That takes a little bit of courage, right? Because most of us don't want to blow our cover. You know, I'm a Christian, can I pray for you? It takes a bit of courage to go that place in a conversation. It takes some courage to pray for a colleague who's sick. It takes some courage to share our faith. Maybe you you come across a homeless person. It takes a little boldness and courage to reach out to them and say, hey, how can I serve you today? So many contexts. Bringing peace to a neighborhood dispute is going to take some courage. For some of you, it's courage to step into something that you know the Lord has been speaking to you about, and maybe now is the time to take a step. Maybe when you heard Rob share about the leadership college, you thought, that could be me. It's going to take a little bit of boldness and courage to step into the future that God has for us. And so again, I just want to ask, if you're somebody that's been praying for courage in a situation over the last few days and weeks, or you're sat here and I've just shared that and said, yeah, that's what I need. Could you just indicate again that that's that's a prayer that you've been praying? Lord, I need more boldness and courage. Okay? Wonderful. Thank you. Again, could you just hold that? Because I would love to pray for that in a moment. The third thing that I sense the Lord wanted to release to us today was prophetic revelation. Prophetic revelation. This prayer conversation with Solomon happened in a dream. God broke in and spoke to him. And maybe that just quickens with you. So I've never had the Lord do that before. That's a great prayer to pray, isn't it? Lord, would you do that? I was reminded in in the Gospel of John, chapter 5 and verse 19, Jesus said this. um, He said that I only do what I see my Father doing. And it was this sense, if we're going to do what Jesus did, we need to live life the same way. We need to be the kind of people where part of our prayer life is, Lord, I need to know what you're doing in this room I've just walked into in this meeting I've just landed in, in in this supermarket. We're the kind of people that we're praying to the Lord, Lord, would you show me what you're doing here? And if there's a way that you want me to be involved in what you're doing, then my answer is yes. But but I need you to show me. 
And that is a wonderful prayer. That is one of the ways that we can serve the Lord and serve the people around us. So maybe you're here today and you say, I would love to have that kind of Solomon dream experience. Or, you know, as I say, there are multiple people in the Bible where the Lord broke into their lives in dreams and visions. Or maybe at the level of, there's a situation that you're facing and you know that you need to hear the Lord speak to you. Or you're just around life and you just want to have that sense, I need to know more of what God is doing in the different environments that I step into. If that's you, again, could you just indicate? Wonderful. Okay. I had a sense today that the Lord wanted to impart to us powerfully in answer to those prayers, because I actually believe that by putting our hands up, that is a prayer. We've just, something has landed in our hearts and we've offered that back to the Lord as a prayer. And, I, and in response to those prayers, I felt like the Lord wanted to meet us powerfully this morning. <laughs>